This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Talk Tuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, all you talk tuners. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey y'all, Stephanie Pena here. What's up? We are happy to be back. For those just joining us, this is the show where we share the memories and stories connected to the music that has shaped our lives. It's our soundtrack and probably yours too. We have some fun things to talk about today as always. Mm -hmm. And I know that even uh, recently, Stephanie, you had kind of a fun little time that you wanted to share about. You went to the San Antonio Rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw, Talk Tuners. I sure did go to the rodeo. I did not see any country artists. I saw, wait for it, wait for it, Ludacris! Oh, Luda! It was insane, Stephanie. Awesome. Oh, my God. Just like thinking not too long ago, there was a Super Bowl halftime performance, right? And I was just totally nostalgia. That was our day. We were up in the club with 50 Cent, you know, jamming <laughs> him. And, you know, now I was like, then I got, now I see Ludacris. I'm like, this is insane. So good. It was a great show. Um, it was like inner city folks and cowboys all up wow. in the same. It was interesting. It reminded me of my high school because anybody knows where I went to high school, it was a mix of inner city kids and country folk. So cool. I felt like um, I was back in that time. It was really weird. And I sure did dance like I did in the club and I did not break anything. So I'm very proud of myself. The energy was off the chain, but I do want to bring up something, you know, anyone who knows Ludacris's catalog knows that there's explicit lyrics, right? Period. And I'm just like annoyed because he was super censored and I get it. But I'm like, man, it's 2022. Get over that shit. Don't invite artists that have explicit lyrics and make them change their shit. Just like the Super Bowl. I mean, I know there's two sides and all that, whatever, whatever. But maybe I'm just too liberal. But I was like, really, yeah. man? He was like pointing the mic at the crowd and we're just singing, right? You know, just saying the actual words. And he has to say some, you know, family friendly word in place of whatever. So this is interesting, Stephanie. Do you know if uh, maybe you have some intel on what the rodeo asked him to do? Did they say, oh, hey, if you're coming to this show, you need to do this and say this to the other artists? Or did he decide, like, I'm going to head this off at the pass and no. change the way I perform this? 
No, I'm pretty sure it's by uh, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo uh, like rules guidelines because it's supposed to be a family friendly show. Oh, that's ridiculous, and, dude! I had saw friends from high school that had their kids with them. I was like, shut up! I was like, this is great. I was like, yeah. you know, I mean, they're we're passing it down. You know, obviously music lives on, goes from generation to generation. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, we got the radio edit. Let's just put it that way. We got the radio edit. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, seriously, it's 2022. I paid my money to see him. We're all grown-ass adults. Stop it. And also, I mean, it's ludicrous. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to see, for example, the act that we'll be talking about later today in this episode, which epitomizes wholesome. We're talking about ludicrous, who is known for, I mean, are people familiar with the with the tunes, you want to rattle a couple titles off stuff? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know, we got some racy stuff, you know, uh, you know, different hoes, different area codes. We got, you know, uh, you know, move, bitch, get out the way, <laughs> you know. It, we got all sorts of good shit. Um, but whatever. I was just like, man, what's your fantasy? I mean, come on. What's I was your fantasy? Say, that's oh, a, wait, wait. How did he edit that? He sure did perform that song and it was badass, but here's the deal, Stephanie. I was so into it and I didn't even care what the fuck he was saying because I was like, I know this rhyme and I was just doing it and dancing and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I don't give a shit what he's saying. But I know because Jeff was not as, um, Jeff enjoyed the show, but he doesn't get into it like I do. And he was like, yeah, there was a lot of editing and I'm like, yeah, I didn't hear those radio edits because I was just too busy, like, you know, rapping with him, like, like I can and uh, no, I can't and dancing but yeah i mean especially i mean act a fool dude when you play act a fool like it was just whatever man so our fans people who are coming on you know luda yeah you know what he's about um his music is fucking awesome and he put on a badass show and yeah he made this old woman feel good so thank you it was one of the best rodeo shows i have been to because i have been to the rodeo for many many years um, I have seen country artists, but there was nobody that was on the list that I wanted to see. So um, that was the only uh, rodeo concert. And there was no Tejano acts, too. I'm like, San Antonio, you can do better. I'm shocked yeah. by that. I'm shocked exactly. by that. Exactly. Exactly. There was no Tejano acts. I was, it was, ugh. So Ludacris was really the diamond in the rough, in my opinion. No kidding. But yeah, girl, I wish you were there because I would have been like, man, remember we were like 21 and we could do yeah. this? I'm doing it tonight. I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> you know? Going down. I, I took my- Taking a special dance on the knees for those who are not watching us on video. I took my glucosamine, man. <laughs> my <laughs> knees are ready. Anyway. Yeah. It was, it was so good. It was so good. So, yeah, folks, we really do try and always talk about something uh, music related when we open up our show because that's what we're about, right? So, yeah. we love the music. And so, today, we're bringing up an artist that I'm sure everybody knows is definitely a household name. We're talking about the one, the only Hollow Notes, and their hit, You Make My Dreams Come True.
Make my dreams come true, guys. You know it. <laughs> it's hard not to know it, right? I think most folks yeah. do. We just played a clip, but little things that you might not know this is off the 1980 album Voices that also has Kiss on my list, Kisses on my list on it, and some others. Very well known, very highly radio played. Very, I mean, it's ubiquitous, and we'll talk about all the places where this song and just Hall Notes in general just show up in pop culture. But You Make My Dreams Come True was written by Daryl Hall and John Oates, longtime musical collaborators and partners, and then Sarah Allen. So it was the three of them who wrote that, and they were this songwriting trio that just wrote a number of Hall and Oates hits. And mm-hmm. Daryl uh, was in a relationship with Sarah for many years. Sarah Smile, of course, was named after her, but she was a longtime collaborator of theirs after being his girlfriend. But it's a it was really interesting history. This is on, if folks are familiar with Behind the Music, this is a great episode. The Hollow Notes episode is really great. And they talk a little bit at length about this, but the interesting thing is Sarah's sister, Jana Allen, was also this big songwriter collaborator with them. She co-wrote Kisses on My List. She co-wrote Private Eyes, Did It in a Minute, Method of Modern Love, and others. And she's part of this team for mm. Hollow Notes that wrote some of their most prolific songs in kind of their hit-making era. She tragically passed of leukemia when she was 35 in 1993. So she was really part of this era that had created all of these hits. So Daryl Hall talks in that Behind the Music episode about her, her influence on the band, the song she wrote, what a loss it was when she passed. So I just want to acknowledge that because they were just... You know, the four of them wrote all of these songs together of that era. And it was really oh, interesting. Wow. So, so much that you heard on the radio yeah, from that time. So, You Make My Dreams Come True, or You Make My Dreams Come True, as many folks sing it, <laughs> was from that similar era. Uh, Daryl had mm. said in interviews when they were writing the song, they said, you know, is there enough meat and potatoes? In this song, he said, you know, this is kind of a lightweight chorus. Should the verses be deeper? Should we get, I don't know, should it be darker? What should we say? Like, this all just seems kind of lightweight. But then decided, hey, this is what it is. Like, this is meant to be a poppy radio hit. It is what it is. It's going to make people happy. And he accepted that, went forward with it. And of course, it was this huge hit that keeps going on. All these years later, and Penny, I know you had a little bit to say about where it all it's been in these subsequent years. Yeah, for sure. So, Steph, what? Make it darker? Like, come on, the song has a woo, woo. Yeah, woo, like, oh, should it have more meaty, you know, in the middle? It was like, oh. a little bit more depth? Okay, all right. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, no, this is, no, <laughs> the song is, is light and it's funny. So, yeah, guys, this song is definitely one of their biggest hits. It hit number five on the Billboard charts. Um, and as far as streaming goes, One billion streams worldwide 40 years later from when it came out. So it came out in 80. Jesus, that's insane, man. Props to them. Props to them. You know, um, and also, you know, this song, you can always catch it in their live set. It's one of their important ones. So they're always going to bring that out from their catalog. And I don't care who you are, who's listening to this. Everyone likes a hollow note song, at least (laughs) one. You may not even know it. I mean, dude, this isn't my jam. I mean, but I like some hollow notes. I'm not there. I don't stream. It's true. I don't stream hollow notes. But if I hear it 
in a restaurant, if I hear it on the radio, I'm like, hey, there you go. My favorite happens to be Man Eater. And I that came out in 82. And I, I honestly, like you can watch, you know, different, like you said, the behind the music. Well, you know, VH1 has from back in the day has all this commentary on pop culture in general. When you bring up, you know, Hall and Oates, everyone's like, yeah, because exactly. Cause it's just fun music. And quite honestly, Stephanie, I did not know much about Hall and Oates other than Maneater, just that. But I mean, I had never met anybody that was like, yes, I love them and they're hilarious. So thank you for that. This is definitely one of those bands that kind of we bonded over and I'm like, I could see them in a different light and it was, it's been great. So, yeah. So I don't care, again, who you are on the line, what you listen to, what your flavor is. You like a Holland Oats song. No <laughs> doubt. Just accept it. It's true. And Stephanie, that's a great point. I love them and they are hilarious. And those things are mm-hmm. both two things that coexist together. I don't know if they would think of themselves as hilarious, but they should. They should. I will say true. that John Oates seems to have more of a sense of humor about himself than Daryl does. Uh, we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, they're like, in many times they're funny, especially if you watch their old music videos. They also were taking advantage of the visual medium back in the day when they realized, oh, this could be a marketing tool. So you see the privatized video, it's them in detective coats, like just dancing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's hard not to find a lot of them to be funny. Um, having said that, the music's also very good and it's, uh, you know, it stayed around for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's iconic. It's fun. It's the 80s. And man, they're in a ton of movies. So I mean, listen, even again, that's where it all comes from. Like maybe you you don't like seek out pop 80s rock music. You know, it's not your jam. Okay. But I bet you you've seen a movie that had a Hall & Oates song and you're like, oh yeah, because that's definitely me. I mean, it's come up in The Wedding Singer, Dumb and Dumber, you know, Despicable Me Too for those folks. I mean, this is like, you know, this is 2013, so not that long ago. Um, you know, it just goes to show like how relevant the song still is. I mean, people like all notes. Totally. And I always think of 500 Days of Summer, where it's had the whole dance sequence around it, introduced all this to kind of a new generation. And they've said in interviews, oh, that's our favorite placement. Um, I know John has oh, said that in interviews, like, oh, as far as like where we've been in pop culture placement, it's like, we loved that. So I thought that was really neat that they appreciated that there's a whole dance sequence around that song, kind of this fantasy dance sequence in the movie. It's a uh, very like fantasy based. So I think Hollow Notes really fits in okay. very well with that frame, kind of this confectionary pop, as I call it. Right on, right on. Okay. I need to see this dance sequence. That's funny. yeah. Okay. Yeah, All totally. Right. All right. Yeah. So guys, you know, I mentioned like this is one of the bands that Stephanie and I bonded over and just, you know, honestly for me, just getting, uh, diving, learning more about them because I honestly just didn't know much about them other than Maneater. And, uh, you know, Stephanie's so about hollow notes. We actually went on a special trip. Um, it was a hollow notes themed trip and I'll let Steph intro this because it was amazing. God, it kind of was a hollow notes themed trip, even though I didn't quite intend it to be that, but you're right. That's sort of, you know, being. So we have a kind of funny memory connected to this. Jack Jenner's, as you know, we share the memories and stories connected to the music. So just thinking back for my birthday in 2016, I had invited Stephanie and some other friends to come to upstate New York and just hang out. There was a, a butterfly cottage. I'm not familiar with like what that was, but I'll tell you what that was because I learned once I got there. 
it's like a cabin with like a butterfly greenhouse on the property, right? So like, mm-hmm. wow, talk about a funny setting. It was in Pauling, New York. And then within a 30 minute drive from there was, it's called Daryl's House Club. And that's a concert venue owned by Daryl Hall. And I was like, cool, like, we'll sit in this cabin, like, we'll chill, whatever. And like, we'll see a show there. That'll be part of this fun weekend together. So uh, we'll come up to the cabin, hang out, let's see the show that's happening. So we figured out what the show was going to be. And it was this real life School of Rock show from a School of Rock um, where they teach the young people to play something. Yes. Yeah. And so, and it was like, oh man, this is these young people putting on a great show. And of course, like it was great. These kids are prodigies practically. So we're excited to go to see them. Um, And we get there to the venue and there's this giant color, full color statue of Daryl Hall, kind of in caricature, like outside of the venue. Just picture that for a second. So I was like, yes, like, this is amazing. Who does of this? Course. It was crazy. Also, <laughs> Stephanie went up to the butterfly farm before I did. I had, I couldn't get off work. So we had to take, let me just say a little bit about the logistics because we lived in New York city. Right. So uh, I took the Port Authority bus up to whatever line, whatever up to Pauline. And then I got, I guess, an Uber or something. I don't know. I met you there at, at the Daryl. Yeah, we were club. all there. So, we were all yeah. like there in this cabin. And be like, yeah. Penny's going to meet us. And that was like the first place you met us. It's like, uh-huh. I guess look for the giant statue of Daryl Hall outside. And that's where I like died. I was like, okay. I was like, of course, Stephanie. Of course we are at Daryl Hall. Daryl's house club and there's this big I look like a like a fucking uh chipmunk of sorts like it was weird y'all it's like this big log I mean I was like what is this what is this this is real and like first of all I was like I can't I couldn't even put Pauline New York on a map there's no one is upstate no. New York I don't know where it is I don't know if it's by Buffalo or what like I do not know I was going to another land I'm like okay this is not my urban life that I'm accustomed to but it was beautiful it was great yeah. I had a great time and yeah, the School of Rock guys, those kids were definitely prodigies. I mean, you had these youngins hitting all the 90s hits. Um, there were kids that were playing uh, Wood, Alice in Chains. I mean, yeah. that's pretty big, man, to cover Lane Staley. Woo! That was, they were good. They had some folks um, playing STP, Stone Temple Pilots, and I forget which song it was. But yeah. man, I had a great time, great time. And, uh, and believe it, y'all, we will share this on our socials. We took a picture with Daryl. We sure did. We did. In fact, we took so many pictures in front of that statue that uh, you would have thought that we were the paparazzi there taking <laughs> pictures of like Daryl Hall and John Oates themselves. It was perfect. We were like, <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. Very exciting. But yeah, try to picture that. We'll definitely, we'll definitely post our picture because like, it's pretty, I mean, it's hilarious in the best way. To just pull up and be like, oh, it's like a it's a giant color resin statue of Daryl Hall in front of It is one of the best weekends ever, man. So <laughs> this is one of your best birthday parties. I was just, oh my God. And I had such a shitty work week. I just remember and I'm like, okay, well, this is a relaxing ride. It's really pretty going out to Pauling. Okay, nice. Ser- Serenity is now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 
just laughing. Such a great time. It was wonderful. And y'all, if you ever happen to find yourself in upstate New York, go. Because, yeah. I mean, the food was good. The venue is legit. It was nice. Oh, yeah. It was a really yeah, nice I venue. Yeah. And to your point, you can tell they really curate cool shows to be yeah. there. And, 100%. you know, these kids were pretty much professionals in every sense of the word. So being able yes. to be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to go do this. And it was such a cool getaway. But, um, yeah, it was just like, it was so funny to think back on. <laughs> it's just like, be like, and I know, yeah, I know somebody, you were like, Myers take us like the middle of nowhere. And like, what is this? Like, what is this venue? <laughs> we all have to meet up on it now. Like, what is this? I was totally nervous. So here, guys, I kind of mentioned something about ludicrous that it made me think of my high school. So I grew up in San Antonio, legit, but I went to like high school on farmland, legit. And I don't like the country. The country yeah. scares me. I, I am it. all about the hood. I'm all about the city. I'm good with that. And I get freaked out because I watch too many horror movies. Yeah. I don't like, we I don't like I to spend like, a lot of time in the country. No. Yeah. I was like, what is this? But you know, what's also funny is that we stuck out like a sore thumb because here you have a bunch of New Yorkers here, city, city folk here in Pauling. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great. And we're just like so excited about Yes. Yeah. People kept asking all of us, like, where are you from? What, you, what are you doing? Because it's just like, oh, this is small town. Like small yes. town upstate New York. They're like, oh, what? Why are you here? Like it was clearly a why are you here, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad we went. How did you even find that? That's so random. I think it must have been like Airbnb. And they're like, oh, if you're looking for like a special time away, like we have this like cottage on property. And I was like, oh, we can all get there by train. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, it was kind of a really funny weekend in all of those ways. <laughs> but courtesy Daryl Hall, which I'll always, you know, stick yeah. in my mind, such a uh, big part of that weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Not to mention that we thought we were going to get eaten by a bear um, because yeah. we were, there was a big old warning sign. Hey yeah. guys, bears on property. Yeah, and watch out for the bear. What? this is beautiful and we sure did think that we heard a bear remember yeah, stuff I, I do we ran for our lives yeah I was like I am not cut out for this I am not this is not what I do Smokey's gonna eat us man I was like yeah. no this ain't right yeah. oh man yeah. it was beautiful though but yeah I got a little it got a little bit too real and rustic for me I'm like yeah. this is this is your habitat bear you have it I'm gonna go kick it inside and play some Scrabble, you know? Yeah, I remember very casually the host of the property who lived in an adjacent building was like, yeah, everyone have fun this weekend. Um, just so you know, we did see the bear this morning. We're like, the bear? Excuse me? The bear? I'm like, just to watch out for the bear while you're here. And I was like, I don't know the first thing about how to not get eaten by a bear. Exactly. So, oh, my God. Uh, and this, just to drive it home, guys, because I don't, I don't camp as a verb or any other um, part of speech. I don't do that. This is a cabin. We weren't, weren't tents. This is like a full, yeah. it was a nice cabin. And even then it was like, well, lock all the doors and windows. There's a bear. It, yeah. It's like, but really the bear going to try and like open the window. Right. I mean, like, what are we doing? If the bear wants us, the bear wants us. Right. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was quite a, it was quite a time. It was quite a time, but Seeing the Daryl Hall there, I think really just connected 
it was the connective string of the trip. Um, our friend yes. Gina was there, who we've talked about in previous episodes, um, our late friend Gina. And it made me also think she and I would always do You Make My Dreams Come True at karaoke because mm-hmm. she was really masterful at the John Oates woo-woos, which is, you know, you <laughs> got to get somebody who really can do that correctly. We'll post that video on our social channels because it's pretty funny. And then it made That's me right. also think just in terms of our uh, collective memories together that she also liked to just laugh about Hollow in general. And she really liked to just say the line, it's a bitch girl from Rich Girl, like really enjoyed. She was like, did you get that? And I was like, oh, they did get that on the radio. So that's just <laughs> some, an adjacent Hollow memory like that I always think of. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I definitely, again, you know, I can't, I keep repeating myself, but this is true. Hollow Notes is one of those bands that, I bonded with Steph and, and seeing her and Gina play, uh, you know, seeing karaoke. One of my most very fond memories of all of us together, just, you know, carefree, having a good time. And uh, like, I never even heard private eyes until Stephanie. So I mean, oh, really? I was like, okay. Yeah. I only knew Maneater. Literally. That's the only song I knew was Maneater. So, so this was funny. awesome. Yeah. And then now like everywhere, right? So like I said, everybody likes a Hall Note song because like we've heard, I've heard the song in so many different movies. Oh yeah. It never goes away. And I feel like part of their visibility and coming back was once they had reunited and decided to continue to play together because for a number of years they didn't play together. So I believe that they now reunite, if I'm memory serves, they play now as, quote, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Like, that's how they're billed. Mm. I don't know why. But anyway, as they've as they've reunited, they've played around. And so I also think about my concert memories. I've actually mm. gotten a chance to see them several times. Like, weirdly nice. for free and weirdly, like, in a, always in festival contexts. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, yo, sign me up. Whatever, yeah, they're going to be there. Like, sign me up. This is going to be interesting. And it's always a good show, but it's also very funny to watch the evolution of the crowd and the folks who show up. And that crowd seems to always start by thinking that they're going to be too cool for this show or that they're like, I'm going to watch this ironically, which is, I think, was part of kind of their resurgence is people thinking they're going to be ironic. But those people do not last in this crowd when they go to see them. Cause by the end, it is always this giant dance party. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd is dancing and it's not ironic and they're absolutely <laughs> loving it. And so I do think that Holland's over the years seems to have with that embraced who they are. Mm-hmm. and embraced it's like oh we have this for whatever reasons like people appreciate us but they also appreciate the nostalgia associated with us right so i think that's pretty cool um i i also stephanie you and i've talked a little bit about this i see them as a partnership and always have it's interesting because daryl hall has said things like hollandoots is 80 percent me and 20 percent john and it's just kind of like that's not very nice that's douchey. That's like King douchey right there. Come on, man. Yeah. It's just like, right. who? I don't know. So anyway, it's just kind of like, mm, seems like you guys need each other. Exactly. You know? Like, all right, whatever. So anyway, I see them 
as a partnership and always have. And just shout out to Joe Notes, actually, because he's killing it on the new Hollow Notes TikTok. He is oh. funny. He makes fun of himself, but he's just funny. And he's willing okay. to, like, you can tell, like, play the game. So yeah. I appreciate that. Awesome. I got something to watch now. Right on. It's funny. Yeah, I appreciate it. So check that out if you're looking for somebody else to follow on TikTok. So that'd be that'd be my recommendation. Yeah. And then uh, additionally, you know, <laughs> Daryl Hall, like he just seems to always say these head scratching things in the media. And he's said just a number of things over the years that you're kind of like, all right, Daryl, maybe just slow your roll a little bit. He grew up in Philadelphia and, of course, is like immersed in the blues scene, which, let me say, stretches centuries ago. Like it stretches centuries ago. So we've been asked like these pretty innocuous questions and in interviews about like blue eyed soul. And he gets real salty and he's like, there's no blue eyed soul. Like that's not that's not a thing. Uh, I should get the same, I don't know, he said, so like, I should get the same credit as anyone else. You know, nobody's saying, like, you didn't write your own songs. Nobody's saying any of that. But it's like, own and honor who you did indeed borrow from. Like, yeah. you didn't invent soul. And even if part of the Hollywood's catalog, like, falls under that genre, you come from that tradition and you're a product of that tradition, which predates you by hundreds of years and also didn't originate with white people so just you know it's just like every time he says something like oh you're just like digging yourself in deeper just be like yeah I was really influenced and this is how it looks like like that's all I gotta say so anyway I do feel like this guy sometimes in interviews I just cannot listen to him but anyway again this is a show that we connect the dots for folks yes yes enjoy somebody's art and also be like oh you want your artist to do a little better yeah, no, exactly. We've talked about a lot of artists who are just like, I don't know. We don't know what planet they're on sometimes. And we talked about Morrissey. I mean, that guy, you yeah. know, I mean, no Danzig, everyone, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, you know, success, fandom, whatever it is. But man, I always appreciate those folks that acknowledge the folks that, totally. um, you know, influenced you because you just didn't wake up one day and be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, write this badass blue song. You were listening to shit before. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, there's no, no way. Cause you did not invent it. You did not yeah. invent it. Yeah. <laughs> own it and appreciate it. Like own what you're doing and then give people credit. So anyway, uh, we see that like pop up. <laughs> so I did want to be like mm, BT dubs. BT dubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Thank come you on. for stating those facts, girl. Come you on. Know some heavy facts. For real. You know, hashtag facts. <sighs> for real. Anyway, mm-hmm. we've covered a lot on this episode today in terms of our <laughs> facts, in terms of our memories. Always appreciate you, Pena, bringing in what ours is a 50 50 partnership. Yes, likewise. Could not do this without you, Myers. <laughs> no matter what Daryl Hall thinks about partnerships, ours is right. Um, <laughs> so had a lot of fun today going through that. Wants to say thank you again to all you talk tuners for the love. I've seen it and we keep seeing these beautiful things saying about us. So appreciate it. You can find us if you're looking for a good platform. So listen to podcasts, find some good pods. 
and let us know what you're digging. Maybe as you go in our back catalog, we always appreciate that people find some older episodes and say, oh man, I learned about this, this, this. Love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. We definitely have some some good little nuggets there in our catalog. Tears for Fears, The Cure. We talk about a lot of different bands. And of course, always want to mention that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Um, that special network is all music centric. So check it out. Find another podcast that you love. Our brothers and sisters kill it. A lot of great different topics around music. And of course, email us at stephaniestalktunes at gmail. And please look out for us on all the social platforms. That's at Stephanie's Talk Tunes on IG, FB, and TikTok, and at Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. Review us where you can. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can do it as well. I believe you can do it on Spotify, wherever you find us. Good pods. Please give us a rating. Um, we really appreciate it. And this is Stephanie Pena, and I'm out. I'm out, guys. See you in two weeks. Thank you, as always. Bye-bye.